There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. I'm your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, alongside the great gangster Pete. And lurking from his bed in Maryland Heights as he is ill this week, Iggy. And Iggy is the gentleman who, per my request, booked our guest this week, who is presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Anthony Bartlett. Now, and which was a great compliment that uh, Anthony paid us when he came in, um... We have had, for the most part, in the two-plus years of this podcast, I guess 25 months of this podcast, names as guests who immediately when I say them, you know who they are, which is a compliment to the people who have produced this because the guest list, especially considering it's every week, uh, has been incredible. In Anthony's case, Anthony said, my God, when I was asked to come on the show, I was honored because the guest list has just been incredible. I'm looking at the names and, uh, and and I don't feel like I necessarily fit in with when you're talking about U.S. senators or Hall of Famers or media personalities who everybody in the area knows. But Anthony, Anthony Bartlett, um, is a guest who I, when, when I read what he wrote in St. Louis Magazine, um, I that's when I texted, emailed, whatever, reached out, as Iggy would say, to Iggy. And I said, let's get this guy in because this is, this is perfect. Um, so you're asking, who is he? If you did not read the St. Louis Magazine column dated October 22nd, 2019, then you may be unfamiliar. Uh, Anthony started a company called uh, St. Louis Transplants. He is the founder of St. Louis Transplants. And the nutshell version, which of course you will hear him go into more detail in, is he recognized that St. Louis has a lot to offer but oftentimes, because so many people who live here are from here, kind of an inverse percentage versus big cities on the coast where 30% are natives and 70% are transplants. St. Louis is 70% natives, 30% transplants. Uh, that St. Louis would lose a lot of people who would move here because they found it to be a tough nut to crack. Or when companies wanted to move here, they found there to be a great deal of resistance from people who did not want to move to St. Louis. Um, and also something we eventually got into, which is not mentioned in the column, but I, something that I have personally observed, and Anthony made reference to it as well when we were talking about it, that oftentimes St. Louis has lost and continues to lose, uh, not everybody, of course, but a lot of our best and brightest, that St. Louis kind of serves as a AAA farm team for Chicago or New York or L.A. or Dallas or Denver Austin, Nashville, whatever. Um, and so we talked about the cause and effect, what he does, and we both get into, uh, you know, a, a, something that I've expressed. And if you've listened to me on TMA or on this podcast before, what I have said, which is I would buy stock in St. Louis right now because um, a lot of people would go, I would never buy stock in St. Louis right now. So part of it's game theory. Another part of it is the value at this moment is low, but the implied value is a great, uh, great potential with a high ceiling and this is the time to get it. And Anthony gives his reasoning for that and what he sees as going on. So I recognize when you're used to tuning in and you hear take your pick of whatever, you know, name that to a St. 
Lewison, you recognize immediately. You go, well, I don't recognize Anthony Barlow. I understand that. But I've found now, like with uh, Pete being a big Joe Rogan fan, uh, sometimes there'll be these podcasts you're like, I don't recognize the name. And then they wind up being the ones that absolutely captivate you more so than uh, somebody. Although I don't feel like we've necessarily had much of that in two years. We've we've had this thing going. Uh, this is a conversation that uh, I could have done for two hours. And we wound up going like 35, 40 minutes just because I thought Larry Nickel had to interview a tag team wrestling tandem. Uh, and so I wanted to get out of the studio. I'm not making that up. How can I make that up? So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Here is Anthony Bartlett, founder of St. Louis Transplants. Anthony, thank you so much for coming in, man. This is a, a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. The uh, The story that you wrote, the column you wrote in St. Louis Magazine, um, I would imagine you've gotten a hell of a lot of feedback on it. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride since it, last week. Yeah. So, 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 so Janine Cooperman and STL Mag mm-hmm. did the interview, and then she, uh, she put it out, and... Um, and it's interesting this year people people really heard it. Yeah. yeah. So if the background on why you started what you started is what. And it was tough watching a lot of really talented, amazing out of town talent come to St. Louis. They would stay here for a little while and then they would leave. Uh, so as I moved back from DC in 2003, uh, I would I would get to know a lot of folks at Washu, a lot of executives, a lot of people coming in to work at the hospitals, the companies and I just really found that if they didn't have an entree or a local that really kind of helped guided them through the social scene of St. Louis that didn't help integrate them into the community, uh, their experience was completely different and they would come for a short time and then they would turn over. And so sort of the pain of losing all of those mm-hmm. people uh, was was a big part, was a big impetus in, in starting the company. So the company you started is called? St. Louis Transplants. And you did so yeah. nearly a decade. Not organs or limbs, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want to yeah. clarify. <laughs> Just Anthony's to clarify. not running a rogue morgue. <laughs> Uh, St. Louis Transplants, which you started in 2010. Yep. So what we started to do is we just started to host a lot of uh, transplants in various parts of the city. And the idea was no one no one was going to talk about high school. And then over the court, we would take them to a different part of town. We would fill the room with either really kind of cool seasoned locals or uh, seasoned transplants or locals that were open to uh, meeting people, meeting new people. And we weren't going to, you know, it wasn't going to be to sell anything. It wasn't business networking. It wasn't going to be for a specific cause. It was literally your only job there was to show up, meet someone, make a plan. And then the idea being that 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 those one or two people that they might meet would turn into a friendship. Mm-hmm. And then that friendship would help make St. Louis a little bit stickier. Uh, it was as people started to come to those uh, come to those events that people from various companies would say, listen, I just lost my COO. I just lost my chief of medicine. Or we have a candidate that we really want to hire and they're really interested in our company, but they're just completely unsure about St. Louis. Or they, St. Louis is an obstacle. So the, really the, the, the business model became, we went to work directly for talent acquisition departments mm-hmm. or HR departments or, or uh, home office recruiters at these companies here in town or hospitals or institutions that had candidates who were thinking about taking a job, but they, again, were unsure about what their life would be like in St. Louis. So they, they contract us to essentially bring them across the line to help them overcome a lot of issues and concerns that 
from an HR perspective, they can't address and that really a lot of people in the relocation world can't address either, be it realtors or headhunters or various various pieces of the whole global mobility industry. Um, they really need a, a local on the ground in person who can really talk to them about culture, community, give them a real day in the life experience of St. Louis. So the feedback is, is fascinating. We're, we're meeting people before they ever get here. Uh, so we're getting their viewpoint from afar and we're seeing, you know, what, what's in the, so they're going to have questions about crime, weather, metrics, all of those things. Um, and then we're seeing, uh, we're talking to them right when they arrive. So we're getting that first impression. So we're, our company is picking them up right at the airport mm -hmm. or we're, we're picking them up at the hotel right after they arrive and their family members, sometimes, you know, significant other kids, everybody. And then we're also talking to them a year later, you know, 18 months later. And we're getting a lot of feedback about what their whole St. Louis experience is. And I think it makes us privy to uh, some interesting things that, you know, that, that, that the article was about. One thing that's a little bit different is we're confidential. So I actually don't report back to uh, the companies that are hiring them, even though we'll say, you know, ABC company hired us to help you acclimate. But our conversation is private and stays between us. So I think they really tell us a lot of things yeah. that they wouldn't otherwise say probably to somebody that they're interviewing with. Uh, and again, just a lot of, a lot of interesting factors there. So I'm anxious to hear this. I can't wait to hear this. So from a yeah. broad standpoint, cause we're not of course going to be able to go into specifics, but from a broad standpoint, the first impression you get when you're hearing from people who have never been here before, certainly never lived here at the very least, right. their impressions from afar of St. Louis. Let's start there. Sure. Where are they? What are they saying? They're, they're afraid. And they've been afraid for years. This was even before, prior to a lot of the, you know, a lot of the national events that occurred. Uh, you know, really, Google is the front line. And St. Louis is, because of the metrics, the way that they're separated, you know, there are, St. Louis is on a list for among the most dangerous cities in the world. Uh, you know, and I noticed as I would pick people up at the airport, they were calling home uh, to say, you know, honey, I'm okay. I, I'm all right. And I, and I just thought, oh, landed. But no, they were really calling their parents or, or whatever it might be to say, you know, I'm safe for the moment. Um, <laughs> the moment. You know, so I don't think people really understand uh, when somebody says, you know, hey, Tim, you know, you're in Atlanta or you're in, you know, you're in Amsterdam or you're wherever you are, Brazil, Germany, Israel, um, you know, what they do is they say, honey, I have a job offer at this at this institution in, in a place called St. Louis. Well, what does that person do? They, they open up the laptop, they start Googling and what they see is a, is a proverbial horror show. So how can we kind of address that and help them even just get on the plane in the first place? You know, what a lot of people don't know about you know, what I do is about 70% of the people I work with aren't even here yet. And so what we're trying to do is help them, you know, really address those things, not, not in a defensive manner, but just say, listen, we understand what's going through your head right now. Um, this is the way St. Louis is structured politically. Uh, and, and this is why, you know, why the factors are what they are. Uh, and then, and then to really kind of get them on that plane and then with, you know, help them hit the ground running and then really see, uh, really see it once they arrive. And they're often very, very confused because when they do get here, they're going, wow, it's so safe. It's so beautiful. It's so manicured. Why do you let the reputation <laughs> stay so, so negative? 
Um, and, you know, so I sort of took a different approach in that a lot of uh, locals get very upset with the with the out-of-towners saying, you know, they should know more. They should know about the free zoo and they should know how great it is. And it's just, that, you know, that's not their fault. Yeah. That's our fault. Um, and I, I think if most St. Louisans really knew how bad that perception was, instead of sort of attacking the media and, and you know, and listen, not, not that that isn't a factor, of course it is, but I think if most St. Louisans really knew the number of people who don't even get on the plane and consider us, who even give us a shot, they, they would be hysterical. I mean, if I stood outside this business at 590 and I, and I held a sign that said, you know, murder and, you, you know, this is the, you know, STDs and the worst, <laughs> but, you know, you'd call the cops, you'd have me arrested. And so my argument is, you know, to, to, to our city, why are we letting that happen? I mean, we're, we're, we're jumbo jets and busloads of people are all going to North Carolina and Ohio and, and Colorado and cities that are far, far. I think St. Louis has so much more to offer, um, but they're just, they're just not aware of it at all. Ryan Kelly's the home loan expert, and he is the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show. Without him, we don't have a podcast, so make sure you're supporting our sponsor, Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. And with interest rates dropping and this being home buying season, this is a prime time to get in and get yourself a great rate and lock in. Or if you want to refinance, now's the time to do so. Ryan Kelly's the person to do it with. He is online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsor of this program. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. I'm anxious to hear what you have to say, what they say a year, 18 months in. But yeah. in addition to uh, the crime that you talked about as being the big thing, sure. it sounds like you hear about anything else that are negatives in as far as perception <laughs> with the people you, you speak with before yeah. they come here. Sure. I mean, so and, and let me say there's two camps. There's the camp that's heard something bad, and then there's the camp that just knows absolutely nothing. Say St. Louis may as well be Mars. Right. You know, and I, you know, we pick up people and they go, well, I saw trees from the airplane. I thought it was a desert. You know, they just don't, you know, my parents, you know, they're, they're growing up in the East Coast, a lot of them don't know there's an America west of Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, so they had to look it up on a map. Um, but yeah, so as far as that, um, you know, they're, they're thinking tornadoes. They're thinking long, brutal winter. I can't tell you. I, I think nine out of 10 of them don't even bring sunglasses and they can't believe how sunny it is. They can't believe how green it is. They're really shocked by the architecture. They're also really thinking it's a prairie pop-up as in sort of a Lego land looking. They're not planning. They don't think they're landing in a city that's older than, you know, 250 years old. Um, so I always joke around if Boston and New Orleans had a baby, it would be St. Louis. It's a lot more Southern and Northeastern. That's a nice play. I like yeah, that. Than it is Eastern or, or Northern. Um, so they think because it's in the middle, it's more like, you know, it's not the legacy city that it is. Uh, so that, so that part's very interesting. So you have the crime, uh, the crime piece, but in addition to the metrics, uh, and the crime, the other thing that the, the way St. Louis is structured, the metrics also make people think it's teeny tiny, way smaller than it is. Yeah. They're expecting to land in the 60 something, you know, because what they see largest. the 350,000 population. Right. So they'll, they'll literally the go, you know, they'll see the stadium, they'll see the hotel, they'll see the air, they'll see the airport, they'll see the office and they'll go, 
you know, thanks. I, I saw it. You know, there's nothing else to see. What they don't know is they're in one of the larger regions in the country and that we could do what we do for seven straight days and still not see it all. I still learn mm -hmm. driving, you know, do, doing doing community tours all around all the time. Uh, I'm always seeing something new. And so they have no idea how big it is. And um, and 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 and. and that would make a very big difference if they knew they were moving to a, a much larger, vibrant place um, than they are. I think they think they're really moving to a much more, you know, moving to the outback, so yeah. to speak. And, um, and and they're really not. In a lot of ways, they're actually moving to the front line on some some amazing global, wonderful issues, be it in their industry or social or, or whatnot. So that's kind of what we, we want them to see as quickly as possible. So a year in, 18 months in, yeah. how do these perceptions change? How do they stay the same? Well, so in terms of the 18 months, um, <clears throat> it's really the difference between somebody who found that liaison who opened the doors and the difference between somebody who was on their own, It's the, the experience is staggering. So usually what they'll say is, you know, I was having a really tough time uh, my first first couple of months, and then I met so and so, and it all changed. Then I met my my neighbor came over, and introduced me to this church or this bar or this restaurant or this club or this nonprofit board. And when they walk in with that local, uh, St. Louisans are actually incredibly nice. They, they I, I haven't met a St. Louisan that doesn't care deeply, one, about this town, two, about growing this town. Um, but what they don't always know is that they really have the power to make a huge difference in just one person. And then that one happy transplant brings their family, and then that family brings more family and friends, and then they start hiring people in their department, and then they start hiring all their old coworkers. And you really see one happy couple turn into 70 jobs in a hospital. You know, it, 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 it goes around in the travel nursing community, in the tech community, in the, uh, in the, in, in whatever, whatever the industry might be. Um, you, you really want a reputation that this is a great place to live. Uh, so I really do find that in 18 months, um, it's a much better experience if they know somebody and then they're seeing all of the places in St. Louis that are under the radar. And St. Louis is still totally under the radar. All the national apps and the you know various other things that a lot of people look up, be it sort of the Yelps or the Urban Spoons or, or things like that, um, they don't really necessarily work like they do in other markets. And so a lot of St. Louis... why is it? I don't know. St. Louis just... I think St. Louis and, um, you know, that, that, that little place in the strip mall that you have no idea is there and they've driven by it a hundred times. Um, you kind of need a local to walk you into the door and to say, you know, you know, they might drive by the, the village bar or Michael's or, you know, whatever it is and go, you know, I had no idea this place was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always wondered what it was. Uh, so, so there's that piece the, 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 the negative feedback is after 18 months, um, they'll say, you know, friendliest city I ever lived in, but no one wanted to be my friend. So they're really polite, but they're not following up with them. So they'll be very nice to them once, they'll, maybe they'll talk to them at the bar, but everyone in St. Louis, you know, have being most, most of the population being native, they have their network, they have their friends and their cousins and their uncles and aunts and nieces and nephews and grandparents and friends from high school. And so the dance card's full. So it's not that they're, they're, you know, I, I think they're way nicer than Philadelphia or DC or, yeah. you know, some of the other markets. Um, and you knowing sports fans too, as well as you do, <laughs> uh, you know, they're very polite, but how can we kind of, 
uh, really give folks an experience that um, they can hit the ground running quickly. I mean, I went down to Nashville, which grew like crazy. Uh, and I was down there, granted, granted it was before, it was probably 2008. And I was there for a four day weekend and I didn't buy a drink. You know, I had, I still get Christmas cards and things from people. Really? You know, from just a, I don't know if it's like that anymore, but that, you know, culture had a culture of hospitality, you know, I, you know, I, um, and I wasn't, I like St. Louis a lot more, but you know, it's, I know what you're thinking right now, but you haven't had my grits yet, you know, come on over to, you know, come on over to the house on Sunday and, 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 um, you know, Austin, um, uh, Austin, Atlanta. I mean, those things happen very, very quickly. And these aren't people that I'm buying anything from, you know, these aren't people that, are uh, recruiting me for something. These are just these are just neighbors and people in the apartment building and and, and facts like that. Why? Just as a brief uh, detour here. Sure. Why did Atlanta, Austin, Nashville? I think the three most prominent. Portland, yeah. Well, yeah, Portland's a nice Charlotte's too. another one. Yeah. Uh, research trying North Carolina. What what, what happened all the time? What, I mean, is it a case by case or is there a common thread on those? Uh, why did they have the the growth, the growth spurt that they did? In uh, economic development, there was a huge debate of um, bring the jobs and then the culture and the people will follow. And it's not that jobs are irrelevant, but the new generation of talent, so say the millennial generation or certain generation, got to a point where um, they were really picking the culture and the community and the city they yeah. wanted to live in first. Yeah. And then they were looking for a job. Uh, and that is really what changed. When my parents came here in nineteen in the nineteen seventies. It was it's not that it wasn't a discussion, but it was pack the car. This is where the paycheck is. We're going. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, you know, people our age are going. You know, the, you know, the they're they're asking, is it going to be cool? Am I going to have a life? Does this share my values? Am I going to be proud to live there? Um, those are things. So what I see a lot of a lot of talent, and when I say you know young people, I'm really talking fifty and under. Going, you know, I want to live in Portland and Charlotte and Columbus and Denver and Austin and all of those, all of those types of places. I mean, uh, and then they're going to find, then then they're going to figure out the salary and and those pieces. So I think it was that paradigm shift that the the community, the culture and the community uh, really became a much bigger factor in people's choices to to move. Uh, right now, we do have a huge opportunity in that those markets are just getting completely saturated. I mean, the traffic, they're going to sit there for hours. Uh, you know, as, as Jeanette said in the article, we have we had four people in a row who are an hour and a half each way, uh, be it Denver, be it Austin, be it, uh, be it, be it Nashville. Um, so St. Louis, we have all the amazing stuff is here. I mean, the, the, the amenities and the food and the parks and the museums, all that's incredible. The music. Um, but what, what I found missing is someone to do it with. And so I just asked, I sort of did a clarion call out to the local community. We can only kind of take so much in our office. And I just said, you know, if you're going to that concert and you look up in your circle of friends and all of you are from here, you know, check on the neighbor, check on the newcomer, check on the new guy in the cubicle next to you or the new gal and, and just say, you know, do you have anything to do this weekend? Would you like to come with us? Um, you know, fill one of those slots mm-hmm. at, the, at the barbecue with somebody. And um, 
I think that will really work. I used to think it was all getting all the transplants together and that would be enough. It wasn't. It's really, yeah, it's really a replant, a few transplants, and then a lot of natives opening doors. And that formula, that formula works a lot better. One of the things that's mentioned in the article in St. Louis Magazine that we, uh, that we continue to cite uh, is the data point. Uh, By no means we digging into the weeds here, but that 70% of St. Louisans grew up here. Yeah. And it's usually the flip yeah. on on yeah. the coasts. Um, and I always just kind of, Doug Vaughn, one of my co-hosts, sure. says it's St. Louis is like the Roach Motel for media. You right. can come in, but you can never leave. <laughs> and, and then there's right. also just the fact that a lot of people who grew up here, they stay here. Yeah. Um, I think there are positives and there are negatives to that. What's your analysis of, of that element, especially for what you do? Yeah, I, 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 I think the St. Louisans know. I mean, they really know what a gem they have. Got a first-tier market with first-tier everything, but you don't have the crowds and the lines. I mean, that's certainly why I came back. I just, logistically, I find St. Louis to be amazing. You know, I I came back my, you know, the place I could rent at Gorgeous Hardwood Floors, it was 1,600 square feet. I could hit Washu with a tennis ball and the Ritz with another tennis ball. And, you know, and it was for what I was paying for one room. Uh, in a market, you know, I'm a big guy. I need space. I, I liked a garage. I want a park. I want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I liked that stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that, um, but the St. Louisans really, they do see it. The question is, um, do they want it to really, do they really want it to grow? Uh, that's really the thing to, to, to ask. And, and, and I don't know if it's intentional or not, but uh, I really think that, some of the people who are here maybe made a concerted effort so St. Louis does not become Chicago. Now, there's parts of St. Louis that I, I do want to keep the same. You know, people forget that, that I'm a St. Louisan. Uh, I came here to not sit in traffic. But you still have an infrastructure that's ready for well, half a million more people at least. And what frustrates me is see, so for, say, for example, in the, in the culinary community, there are all these amazing res, you know, restaurants opening all the time and all these neighborhoods that are coming up. But when one neighborhood has success, then another neighborhood gets quiet. Yeah, it's cannibalized. It's cannibalized. When I had Mark Montavani and when he ran yeah. for county executive, yeah. he cited that. He goes, yeah, think, think about it. <laughs> we had the landing. Now, this, we're going back a while here. Right. Then we had Washington Avenue. And then when Ballpark Village right. sprung up. They move. Yeah. It's not like they all develop and, at the same right. time. And now you the Grove is hopping. Right. And, but, but which Central is great. West Ends and hurting. now Central West Ends get, you know, getting right. quiet. Now down, downtown West is becoming a thing. And, and, you know, so, so how, what we really need is a, is a, is a critical mass and, and folks like Mark Montavani and, and you have other political organizations, you know, when they talk about the city and the County and the, and the, and those types of scenarios, I don't think St. Louisans, St. Louisans are oftentimes really thinking about, you know, the snow plow and, and the businesses and the services and who's going to, you know, X, Y, Z, they're, they're thinking, they're thinking locally, but they really need to think about is what that image is from far away. And mm-hmm. that that is the factor. Um, we're all fighting over the little drops and we're not talking about turning the faucet on. And the faucet is that, that Google window, those metrics. You know, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent. So this is a first-hand endorsement of James Carlton and his staff in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. I think a lot of people just go, okay, well, I've got a guy. I've got a lady. I'm good. I don't really care to 
talk about insurance. It's something, you know, I'm 25, whatever. And that's fine. I understand. I used to think the same way. And then I go down to my basement on March 30th of 2019 and the basement's flooded and the world changes. It just so happens because my interactions with James have been so positive that my wife and I switched to James Carlton uh, in late 2018. And I'm telling you, if we had not, the odyssey that has been a flooded basement throughout all of this precipitation in St. Louis would have been infinitely more difficult to navigate without somebody as active. And on top of it is James Carlton. His phone number is 314-961-4800, or you can go online at carltoninsurance.net. And even now, he still checks in. You know, I mean, it's it's just a different ball game. And even before we had that, which, of course, was a substantial issue, um, you know, we weren't covered on, on something, or I've forgotten to make a payment. It wasn't like it was like some monster payment. It was a small payment. But he's like, hey, just so you know, uh, you haven't made this payment. We want to make sure that's taken care of so you're covered. It's just... It's, it's just different. It's different in a much better way. And that's why, you know, if, if you ran into me at a, at a bar or restaurant and said, hey, you know, and I have had it happen. Hey, Tim, who's that insurance agent? People email me. And I go, oh, it's James Carlton. Here, let me include him on the, on the email. And I know he's going to be on top of it. I don't think twice about it. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about him. And then somebody actually wants to follow up. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope he does okay. The best, the absolute best. And you're talking about your biggest investments so you want to make sure they're taken care of properly. James Carlton and his staff at Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency will certainly do that. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. I, I make it, I make, I have a good example. Uh, well, I'll try. It's harder on the, harder on the radio, but, um, you know, the health and sanitation guide at a restaurant yeah. when you walk in and it'll say a, right. or, you know, would you go eat at a restaurant that had F on it? New. No. Right. B, B is going to be a problem. Right. B, B, right. <laughs> Maybe you would if you knew the person yeah, or what or, or what have you. And so that's really what we're dealing with. I mean, we're dealing with the fact that, um, you know, they're 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 seeing something and they're not even they're not even walking in the door. Now, after they get there, they're very confused going, wow, this the food was clean. The drinks were cheap. The kitchen's amazing. The people are nice, but they're not even walking through that door. And so I'll have a CEO or somebody on a site selection committee come in and they'll go, listen, Anthony, you guys did a great job. I love the town. I love what you have to offer. I can't believe this museum. That park's unbelievable. Um, you know, the food was great. But now I have to go back to uh, I have to go back to, to Israel or to Germany or wherever to Bahrain and have 70 conversations with my team who are then are all going to have 70 conversations with their families yeah. to come to St. Louis. And it's just easier for me to go to Research Triangle in North Carolina, you know, um, but, God, but wow. thank you. And we're talking about, you know, major, major, major jobs. Uh, we know where the average income will be, you know, $80,000 or more. And I think if most St. Louisans really understood that, if they saw what I saw every day, like I said, they'd be, they'd be, um, they'd be upset. I want to focus on something that you said, um, because I'm curious which direction you were taking it. You said you think there may be some St. Louisans with a concerted effort to keep it the way it is. Are you making reference to kind of what you talked about in, in the article in St. Louis Magazine and that people love the fact that it's kind of this secret? Yeah. Or is it yeah. a perception that, because I, I have some friends who are from St. Louis who have moved, or yeah. like the perception of St. Louis is a an old money city yep. with a racial problem. Yep. And so the old money 
much of which is within like a mile and a half of where we're sitting right Correct. now, yep. has zero interest in in seeing St. Louis progress. Right. Like anything, it's half and half. So there's a lot of the legacy community, I would call them, that are the most, that are the biggest advocates that love what we do. I have yet to call any St. Louisan and say, hey, I've got somebody in town. Can you help share? Can you do, I mean, what, what people do, what our hosts do going out of their way, I mean, dropping everything to go make sure that the New Yorker has a, has a great time has been astounding. Um, so, That's great to hear. Yeah, so I, I don't want to, most of them, but they have to be enrolled in the idea by, you know, by, by us. Uh, but um, they really have been wonderful. Having, having said that, I do think there's a component or a side of St. Louis in, in all sides of it. And it's really in every community. It's not just necessarily in the old community or the or wealthy communities or whatnot. Each and every community, north, south, east, and west, has a, has a very... Uh, somewhat of an insular uh, mentality, which is, which is, you know, a lot of what Missouri's mentality, which is the show me state, you know, we're, we're having the, the out of towner and the newcomer audition for us. You have to show me why, yeah. <laughs> why you should be here. Um, and that's, there's parts of that that makes St. Louis, you know, great. And then there's parts of it that really hurts St. Louis. Uh, so, so there's a way to hopefully, uh, enroll everybody in the idea of if you want your community to grow, um, these are the steps that you can take. If you want to keep it the same and you want to keep it small and you want to keep, you know, you want the, the Creef Corps ambulance to be the one to come pick you up, I, I, I understand. Uh, I, just, I, just want, I just want everyone to, un to know when they are looking at this issue, when they're looking at uh, city county, when they're looking at St. Louis's reputation, they really need to think about think about it more in terms of who's not here yet and who's coming versus versus just who's already here. Mm -hmm. And that gets me to this, which isn't necessarily what you do, but I would imagine you have an opinion on it. I have found, and I, I thought back to this when I was in school in, in the 1990s, that oftentimes, and I can think of my peers, some of the best and brightest native St. Louisans, once yeah. they graduate from college, then go to back in with my peers would be completely. Chicago, Denver, uh, Dallas, New York, LA, whatever. Completely. Are you still seeing that to be the case? Yeah. So, and you I, went to George, was, Georgetown and then yeah. chose to come back. I was in high school in the 1990s and that, you're right. It was exactly that. It was so cool to leave St. Louis. It really was. Um, I think the entire, I had entire class classes go up to Chicago yeah. or go to New York. Um, and, I don't. I can't speak to whether that's changing, but there is no question that in St. Louis, the commodity is kids. Um, that's the other funny thing that people don't quite understand. It's not beer. It's not baseball, although those are amazing. It really is kids. I mean, the schools are unbelievable. Yeah. You've got, you know, most cities, you've got one or two public schools that are an option, public school districts. You know, here there's 20, and they're all phenomenal. Um, he, you know, then you've got 191 private schools on top of that. And then how do we sort of create a culture in Pittsburgh and, in, in, uh, you know, what are some other, some other good examples? Pittsburgh would be one. Cleveland would be one. In some cities that are smaller, Detroit now, it's actually cool to come back. You know, come back to where you're needed and you're going to make an impact. Mm -hmm. So I, I give a lot of those locals that we grew up with a hard time. I'm like, 
wow, going to change hearts and minds in San Francisco, and <laughs> you know, in the Mission District, like go go enjoy that bubble, dude. You know, I mean, it's like where everyone is already sort of on the same page, and I'm like, well, you know, come back to where there's maybe you know some people want some some resistance and and want to and want to move the needle. I mean, you know, kids don't go to the Peace Corps to to move to Zurich, you know. So so <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like, do you want to see the ripple effect? Do you want to be appreciated? Do you want to just be a number? And, and, and I can sort of tell um, when I talk to even young people, some young people just want to experience what it's like. I want to be in a big city. I want to be a tiny fish in a huge pond. I want to be in Shanghai because it's just unknowable. I want to be in New York because it's just unknowable. Um, but then I can often tell the profile of somebody who's who might really like St. Louis. And so they'll say, I, I spend my life in traffic or going to and from work, yeah. you know, and that's the difference between seeing your kids at night or not. And I talk to people in New York all the time. I go, when was the last time you saw your kids Monday through Friday? They go, I haven't seen my kids Monday through Friday. And I say, how old are they? Eight and 11. Mm. You know, would you like to? Yeah, that sounds pretty good, actually. Um, well, come here. You know, in St. Louis, it's cool to be home by six. You know, in the other cities, that's not unheard the culture. Of. Yeah, unheard of. I mean, you know, some I was working with a law firm and the candidate came back and the, the lawyers were like, sometimes we're here until 7.30. And the, the lawyer goes, if I came home before 7.30 in New York, they would think I was fired. Um, but it was, you know, you know, come, you, you kind of have the ability to do the other things that, that interest you. And so, um, I don't know, there's a piece to, I don't, I didn't want to come to a city that was already arrived. I, you know, Denver had, Denver was happening. New, you know, I, you want to be in Denver in, in 04. You want to be in, in Nashville in 06. You want to be in New York in 2000. You want to be in Seattle in, in, in you know, 1998. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to be somewhere that hasn't popped. And there's an argument to make that to, to young people. So they could say, well, it's still segregated and it still has these issues. And that's true. And I think if you just acknowledge that um, and just say, well, we'd love to, we'd love to have you come, come help change it. Certainly it's, it's not an intellectual exercise for everybody and, 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 and not to minimize, um, minimize those factors at all. But I have found a lot of very, very talented people um, of all backgrounds uh, come in and say, you know, St. Louis is where I'm needed right now, be it my, the art I make, the food I cook, the social, you know, the social justice I'm trying to bring, the political aspects I'm trying to bring. You're still in the game here. I, I like that. I still think of St. Louis and Missouri as very purple. You know, um, a lot of times each year there's a new issue when somebody's coming. So it'll be, we need to talk about race. We need to talk about, uh, we need to talk about weather. One year it was um, one year it was Atomic Homeland was the number one the number one documentary yeah. on HBO. Yeah, so we need to talk about up. that. Um, they all sort of have have an issue, um, and then now it's it's politics. You know, are they going to accept me? Um, and so they need an avenue with which to do that. And so I sort of say, well, um, you know, I kind of I kind of like being in the game here where it's not a foregone conclusion. I don't know which way St. Louis is going to vote. You and I could go to a, you know, you and I could go grab drinks with eight people. I have no idea what everybody thinks. That and is I, true. And I think that there, that is a, what, you know, what what Jeanette said in the article. That's a richer experience. Um, whereas, in a lot of other markets, it's just, you know, one they're spending so much time just trying to afford it and to be there, and then and logistically get around, and then two, um, you know, they're all sort of seeing things in the same direction and. 
And that's why St. Louis is such a great incubator town. It's such a great, um, it's such a great place to kind of start and found a business. And that if, if it works here, uh, whether it's build a bear or Panera or whatever it is, it just, you know, takes off, uh, takes off around the world. Final question. Um, you made reference to Seattle in 98, New York in 2000, yeah. Nashville in 2000, uh, Denver in 2004. Um, I have talked about on the show being bullish on St. Louis. Now, part of that is if you're just analyzing it as a stock, sure. its value right now is a good time to buy. But I also see conditions in which I think the stock is going to increase in value. And part of that is yep. a recognition of problems. Some of those were forced upon people, even if they didn't like it, with Ferguson in 2014, Correct. with the Rams in 2015, 2016, the yep. now talking about the potential unification of the city and the county. People, when I used to talk about these things on the radio, would be like, what are you talking about? There are problems. And I'm like, God, I guess you just don't I, get a I chance know. to travel. But I now know. people know. And so if there is that recognition, even if it's a small sliver of the population wanting to see its improvement, I think we're in a better spot than we were even five years ago, much less 10 years ago. So how yeah. do you analyze it? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and make and an investment in a stock is a really good way to think of it. So I think of it not only as buy low, sell high, but what is your risk? So mm -hmm. they say you should try to buy something where you can make three times your risk. So if the stock is at 10 and it could potentially go to eight, um, then we want it to be able to go to 16. Yeah, nice. I do not know a city in America that fits that model better than this one, period. There is no, the upside potential that we have is tremendous. We're, we're ready for 3 million more people. We're below the ice. We're above the hurricanes. We have great, we have, we're one of the sunniest cities in, in, in the country. We're one of the, we have the mo more water than any city in the world. We've got all of these pieces and not to mention the businesses, the research, the, 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 the money, all of it. Um, we, we have all of these things there. So what other city has that where you can get in at this price? Um, St. Louis, it's interesting. It doesn't expand. It doesn't completely, you know, turn into a huge bubble. It doesn't explode, but it also doesn't bust. Mm -hmm. St. Louisans are tight with their money, you know, and, and they're not cheap. They're, they're smart. That's why all the financial services are here. Why, I mean, why do you think it's not an accident? <laughs> you know, they don't, they, don't, they don't make all the money in the world, but they don't lose it either. Um, so, so, what, so what this opportunity means is, you know, you have the opportunity for three million more people to really have that Seattle, Nashville, Denver pop. It hasn't happened yet, but it's also not going to completely nosedive like some of the Sunbelt states, like a lot of the things that happened in the real estate crisis mm -hmm. in 2008. And so buy low, sell high. Uh, where can you kind of make three times your risk um, is really, I think, uh, this is the best play, uh, best play in the country right now. You also have a factor of where, again, the other markets are just becoming so completely saturated uh, that St. Louis so is and so expensive. Um, you know, the salt deductions now that can't be written off. We're sort of seeing all kinds of things where people are just getting just got a 10, 11 percent pay cut. Um, so they're coming to St. Louis where. Uh, if they just know about it and they just get here, they don't have to be on the coast to do that job anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and and then if we can get that reputation out there, uh, and you really you got you got a, you got a great opportunity. Um, I don't. I also don't. I don't want to say people often sell St. Louis as cheap. It's not necessarily something to do. It, it is cheaper. I mean, this is one area where a young person can still own a home. 
you know, and, and you go to California, you're looking at 900, 950, oh, San Diego. Yeah. It's just not even a thing. Yeah. So you can have a life here. Uh, so that part is nice. Um, but, you know, I do think rents have gone up a little bit. Um, but no one wants to move somewhere just because it's cheap. They want to move somewhere because it's vibrant. It could grow. And that um, at the very least, they're not going to lose their money. And um, like I said, I think this is the formula for that. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Can't emphasize enough how important it is to have a, a financial advisor. But then it's not just any financial advisor. It's somebody who who knows but cares. Again, plenty of people can know but cares. And Mark Hanna helps everyday people every day get their finances organized. You can call him at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Or go online to evergreenstl.com. His name is Mark Hanna. He is with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And I can tell you from getting to know Mark here over the last year, that this is a first-class person who has your best interests at heart and just calling him at 314-889-0503 is going to make you feel better and you're on the right track. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Anthony, no I have enjoyed the hell out of this and I, I could have gone on for another hour with you, but <laughs> we're, we're yielding the studio to a tag team from the WWE. And while Fantastic. you're, while you're a big guy, I, love I don't think I have a chance. I love it. So love uh, it. you would be on that, on that fight on your own, but thank you so much for coming in. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Thank you for the thought. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so there it is. Anthony Bartlett with us here this week on the Timmer Kearney show. Thank you to Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies for presenting it. Thank you. To Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com, for sponsoring the studios in which we talked it over. And thank you to James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm, my insurance agent, who I recommend to you, uh, for sponsoring, along with Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth Exit, online at landoff.com, Chevy Find New Roads, and Design Air Heating and Cooling, designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. Gangster Pete. I know you love these kinds of interviews. Yes, sir. Uh, maybe even oftentimes more than I do, but this one I really was looking forward to, and I and as it turned out, I wound up enjoying it even more as we were conversing. Uh, anything that stood out to you more than something else over the course of those 30, 35 minutes with Anthony? I just I love the I love my city, and I love that he's doing something to try to make it better, and so I really appreciate what he's doing, and I really enjoyed the questions that you asked. Just listening, to you guys chop it up. I thought it was entertaining I, 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 I really liked it yeah I, I i like where he's coming from and i do i do i, I really truly believe that st louis is is on the verge of a renaissance um and i know it might seem hard to believe when you say it um but that's that 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 climate has to be in place in order for change to take place unfortunately perhaps you have to hit the rock bottom in order for change to take place. And I think that over the last few years that has happened. I think if you would have talked to somebody 15 years ago or so in Nashville and said your city would have been in one of the biggest booms over the last five, 10 years in the United States, maybe a Nashville native would have gone, what in the hell are you talking about? Um, now I'm not necessarily sitting here saying expect St. Louis to have a Nashville rebirth, but um, yeah, when, and especially I like the way he laid out all of the positives um, because so often there's a, a a self-loathing or a defeatist attitude regarding St. Louis, but there there are so many great things 
um, about it, and I liked that part of the conversation as well. I thought I, I thought it was really cool how he said that St. Louis is a good mix between New Orleans and Boston. I had never even heard that or thought right. of that. I hadn't either, but when he said it, I was like, oh, I can see that. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. There really is. I mean, it's like I talk about how much I love Jupiter, Florida, um, but so much of that just revolves around I hate the winter, and I, you know, I'm sure it annoys the hell out of people how much I talk about it, um, but. Oftentimes we'll have people, you know, whether it be people we know who are, whether it be with the Cardinals or, you know, significant others of the Cardinals or people associated with the Cardinals, whatever. And they're like, really? You love it down here this much? They, the St. Louis has, you know, neighborhoods and it has history. I mean, Jupiter, it's nice and everything, but, you know, there's really, you know, there's, there's, no, there's not that history. There's Because it is, it's all, it's kind of, I mean, obviously it's been there for a while, but it's all growth and recent development. So it doesn't have that element. You go from St. Louis, you can go from neighborhood to neighborhood. And because so many of us live here and have grown up here, we just kind of take it for granted. I think what frustrates people in St. Louis, um, and I could be wrong on this, uh, is a perceived, although I think it's accurate, uh, so therefore it might be more reality, but I think a perceived lack of leadership. And any time, not any time, but oftentimes when we have a chance to help ourselves, and I would use the St. Louis County executive race recently as, uh, as an example of that, uh, where it seemed like we had an incredible solution and the man loses to a guy who's now in jail with Monavani and Stinger, uh, we miss the opportunity. Or um, we focus on the negatives more than the positives. And I'm sure I'm guilty of that to an extent. But, you know, for a number of people, whether it be the guys on TMA, uh, with the cat being from New York, Doug working in his second TV job, I guess, after Rochester, Minnesota in Miami, um, and I'm pretty confident, I can say with a great deal of confidence, actually, that if Doug wanted to, if the cat wanted to, and I know with my opportunities, we all could have left, but we do love it here. I mean, why do so many hockey players, for example, in particular, or, you know, there are plenty of people associated with the Cardinals as well, but certainly hockey players choose to stay here. Uh, there has to be a reason for that. So uh, I do think there are some, some great positives, and I really liked what Anthony spoke to highlighted that. But I think what frustrates some people, which I was getting into, is a void of a lack of leadership. And from my standpoint, when Anthony was saying, I'm like, man, if you were in a spot as whether it be St. Louis County executive or mayor, I think you're the kind of person who people would rally around. Not saying that that's what he's interested in doing. He has his own business, but uh, that, you know, to highlight some of that stuff and to, to allow people across the region, but in particular, young people, young people who live here, grew up here, and also people who are not here to go, yeah, you know what? It might be this or that at this moment, but I can see that it's moving in the right direction. And I think when it gets down to it, that's an intangible that a lot of people might not realize they want, but if they feel like they're a part of something that's going in the right direction as opposed to the wrong direction, subliminally, it makes you have a, a, a perhaps a, a bit more of a positive approach to the way you're going about things. Um, but there is a great deal of pride here and I liked him laying out some data and, um, and the reasoning for, uh, what he has experienced with businesses and or people wanting to move here or wanting to move away here and what can be done about it. So I really enjoyed that conversation. It was kind of, kind of reminded me of the Dexter Fowler one in the sense that, uh, I wanted to go longer, but I couldn't, uh, in the case of the Dexter Fowler one. Uh, I had Jim Edmonds wanting to go play golf. In the case of this one, I had Larry Nickel wanting to interview two WWE guys. Things happen. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Anthony Bartlett, St. Louis Transplants. And if you want to read that article that I spoke about at the beginning, stlmag.com, dated um, October 22nd, 2019. Jeanette Cooperman 
is the author Anthony's words in there. For Gangster Pete, for Iggy, for all of our sponsors, thank you for listening to another edition of The Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.